So I'm sure at this point in life, you've already heard about this thing called cancel culture or cancellations. I wanna take a moment and just ask, okay, what is this? How do we understand it? Is it good, is it bad? Is it something we should do, something we shouldn't do? Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Essential Presents. Cancel culture is basically the boycotting or shunning of an individual or a group of people based off of things they've said or things they've done that have been deemed questionable or controversial. That is a paraphrase of a definition from Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. Um, so again, it's the boycotting or shunning of an individual or a group of people based off of things they've said or things they've done that have been deemed questionable or controversial. And if we look at that definition, what we think is, what we see is that that's happened that happens all the time. Like that happens in every culture. Every culture throughout time, um, throughout the entire world, has had certain behaviors that it has deemed questionable or controversial and has ways of dealing with that, right? I mean, there are entire uh, civilizations that are based off of honor. And so if you have an honor-based culture, it conversely also involves shame. If you have an honor-based culture where it's, it's a tight-knit community, you have the consequences of violating the standards and the norms of that tight-knit community by things like shunning. <laughs> You've heard that. We've heard of this term because it's not new to us right now. In fact, not only that, not only has this existed, the idea of canceling or shunning or boycotting has existed in virtually every culture and every family. I mean, think about <laughs> how many times when you've been in or have put someone in or have seen someone put in a timeout, what's the whole message there? The message is the behavior <laughs> that you are behaving with or whatever the word you're speaking the thing you're doing right now is unacceptable so we're going to put you in a in another room we're going to put you on the step and you have to sit there and people walk by you as if you're not there you can keep wailing and crying and we're just going to kind of ignore you that's essentially what's happening but on a cultural scale not only that so keep in mind we do this all the time we do this in families cultures around the world have done this over time have done this and not only that i keep saying that word I keep saying that phrase but i mean it like this there can be a value. We have systems in place in our culture that are set up to bring about justice. But what happens when those systems fail to bring about justice to people, the idea of being able to, being able to <laughs> make people experience the consequences of their behavior when they have power, when they have influence, and when they are using that power and influence to hurt people, that, is, that seems to be not a horrible thing, right? So that's the question. Well, that's the reality is, is that that's the truth. It's not a horrible thing. Something like canceling is done around the world, throughout time, in families, in tight-knit communities, and it's done today. So if this is nothing new, then it must be nothing big, right? <laughs> if this is not unique to us, then maybe it's not awful at all. If this, is if this is common to all cultures, then why can't it exist in our culture? I would think there are at least two reasons why our culture is currently incredibly ill-equipped to be a cancellation culture. It's because we, we lack a bunch of things, but two things in particular. Our culture, generally speaking, lacks two things. We lack truth and we lack grace. We lack truth in the sense that we, <laughs> as a culture, don't have this objective standard for behavior, right? We just have, I mean, here, here's the thing. I remember hearing a priest once say this. He said, he said we live in a culture that has um, discarded the ideas of right and wrong, yet everyone is desperately afraid of being judged, right? We live in a culture where there's no such thing as right or wrong, but everyone is desperately afraid of being judged. Because that's what you have, all you have. See, here's what happens. When, you get, when we get rid of objective standards, when we get rid of objective truth, all we're left with, all we're left with is utility, 
and preference. Right? So if we get rid of what is true, like remember truth is what is, a statement is either true or false to the degree that it conforms to what is, to reality. If we get rid of that, all we're left with is utility, what works, or preference, what do I like? Because that's, those are the only two questions that our culture currently can ask. Not is it true, not is it good, not is it beautiful, but does it work or do I like it? And in, 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 the, in the face of this, we are, and as I said, in no shape to be able to cancel others. Because our culture has no objective standard. That means we have no external guiding principles for our behavior. And with no external guiding principles for behavior, the only thing that, can, that, can, that limits behavior is preference, is what are we willing to tolerate? Because of that, we only have two options. Either we um, tolerate and celebrate every single idea and every single uh, action as equal, or we condemn those ideas or those actions that we just happen to not like, or because we think they don't work. Not only that, but we don't just condemn ideas, right? Our culture doesn't just condemn ideas. It conflates the idea or the action with the person. As we condemn people, and that's, that's the thing, is we don't just cancel ideas. Canceling ideas is something, the church has done this for about two, roughly 2,000 years, where it says, oh, wait, these ideas, these behaviors, they are virtuous, they're honorable, let's lift them up. Or these ideas and these behaviors, they are evil and they're wrong, so let's identify them as such. But we, as Catholic Christians, are prohibited, we're absolutely prohibited from condemning people. We can, we can condemn ideas, we can condemn behaviors, call out evil for what's evil and praise good for what's good, but we must not ever condemn people. And that's one of the places where our culture has got, gone wrong. Because without objective truth, I'm only left with condemning the individual. If all there is is what works and what do I like, and the person does something I don't like, or they do, they do what, I don't, what doesn't work, then when I condemn what I don't like, I'm condemning them. I'm canceling not just their behavior, we're canceling them. And this is the second piece that's just so massively important for us. So as Christians, what do we recognize? We recognize that we're broken. We recognize that, uh, that we're maybe good, made in God's image and likeness, but we don't always choose the good, even though we might believe that there's a God who loves us and he set out a whole set of things right to do and condemn a bunch of things that are as wrong to do. And we also recognize that other people are making God's image and likeness as well. And yet we know our brokenness. We know our own proclivity towards doing the wrong thing. Because of that, and because of the fact that we believe that there is a God who offers grace, who offers mercy, we can also in turn offer mercy and offer grace. Because why? Because we're people who know, no, I'm not perfect. We are people who understand about ourselves. Like there are a bunch of things that I believe that are right that I don't do. There's a bunch of things that I know are wrong and I do do those things. And so what do I do? I have to ask God himself, please have mercy on me. Please forgive me. Please give me grace. And this is the thing. Our culture, having eliminated God, can't give what it doesn't have. Our culture has chosen to take God out of the equation. And by taking God out of the equation, our culture no longer has grace to offer. And so we're stuck. And so cancellation is based off of opinion. Cancellation is based off of utility. And then cancellation is aimed at a person and saying, okay, you are no longer part of our community and we can never offer you what you need the most, which is forgiveness, which is grace. We need truth and we need grace. Our culture has neither. And so all it has is cancellation. 
Now, if you go back to the, Old, the New Testament, you can read the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. He describes in it a situation where there's a man who is, he has a, let's say, a romantic relationship with his father's wife. And um, St. Paul's writing to the people in Corinth, the church in Corinth, and says, I, you guys know all about this. Everyone in your community knows about this, and you're, no one's saying a thing. So here's what you need to do. You need to treat this man as an unbeliever so that he realizes what he's done and comes back to the faith has come and comes back to the community. And so here's an interesting thing. This isn't St. Paul inviting the people of Corinth to cancel this man. There's a difference between, he's not even, it's not even punishment. He's not trying to punish the man. He's trying to teach the man. And also he's not canceling him. He's not saying what you need to do is you need to not let him do his work. You need to not let him uh, feed his family. You need to not let him, you need to slander him all over the place. No, it just says treat him as an unbeliever, which means when it comes to Holy Communion, he doesn't get to participate. When it comes to those, those, those gatherings as community, like he's outside of the community right now, he doesn't get to participate. Now, that's not aimed at canceling him. That's aimed at correcting him. And this is the difference. The Christ Christianity, the church, is, is a correction culture because we've been corrected according to the truth that God has given us. But also when we fail, we're given the grace according to the mercy he's given us. And that's what we're called to extend to every other person in our lives. Our culture does not have truth and does not have grace. And so what we need to be as, as Christians in the culture is to be leaven, right? That leaven <laughs> that raises the culture up by reminding people that, yeah, there are certain things, certain, certain ideas, certain actions, certain words people can say that are evil, that are wrong. We need to object, appeal to an objective standard. But we also get to say, we condemn ideas, not people. We can, can, we can condemn behaviors, but not individuals. And when an individual finds themselves in a place of doing the wrong thing, saying the wrong thing, being exposed for being hypocrites like so many of us are often exposed for not living up to what we believe, we can also offer them grace. There's a difference between cancel culture and correction culture. Correction culture is guided by external standards, objective standards of truth, and also offers grace, also offers a way home, also offers reconciliation and restoration. Cancellation only offers exclusion. So what are we going to be? Are we going to be a cancel culture or are we as Christians going to be a correction culture offering truth and grace? Anyways, that's what I think. From all of us here to Sense Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless.